Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Stephen Nussbaum, and my good friend, co-host chum, West Stand legend, Mr. Adam Conway. Here again, Steve. <laughs> Always good to be here, to see you on a Sunday evening. Fourth time of the season, so becoming a regular on yeah. the pod in this very successful feeling season. A, feeling a little bit more at home. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, Ad, uh, you were last on two weeks ago, uh, before the Sutton game, so let's talk about the Sutton game quickly how disappointed were you with the Sutton performance and the result I, th- I think in a weird way it was almost in a perverted way a bit of a bit of a relief um, I think we've spoken uh, in the, over the last few weeks it's, you know it was always going to happen at yeah. some time um, it's better it's kind of done early you know if you go another 10 games or something it's almost unbelievable pressure yeah. to keep that run going but look um, it was important to bounce back um, which we've done um, and we, you know, we said let's start the new run starts now, um, and let's get on the train again. So, and that's, uh, I think it was inevitable at some point it was going to happen. But I think the most important thing from everyone's point of view is how do you bounce back? And, yeah. Uh, as we as we hear about, it's uh, it was a it was a positive response. Absolutely, absolutely. And speaking about response, what were you looking for as a fan um, going into the main? I mean, I game? think um, in the past, I mean, we would have this is but it would have been a game um, that you would have after the defeat kind of dreaded but I was quite relaxed about it yep. um, you know the Sutton defeat was you know wasn't a horrendous defeat it was a tough it was a tough game against the big side but um, I just expected a smart professional display um, do the job uh, get back on the bus and I think that's what they done it wasn't um, you know it wasn't a, 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 a all you know no holds barred fantastic display but it was get the three points uh, and get back to get back home. And I think that's exactly what it was. And um, yeah, I, I think it was it was job done. Brilliant, brilliant. We'll come on to obviously the main head game very shortly. But as always, we'll start off with our friends at the supporters club. So two trips to tell you about. Firstly, coaches to Eastleigh on Tuesday, the thirtieth of October. Leave the supporters club at half past three in the afternoon for a match. Kicks off at seven forty-five in the evening. And prices for this one are twenty-three pound for adults and £20 for concessions. And then secondly, on the following Saturday, the 3rd of November, we travel to AFC Fold and coaches leave at 8am. So early doors for this one for the 3pm kickoff and fares for this one are £34 for adults and £31 for concessions. A few things to note, children 15 and under can travel for half price uh, and they must be with an adult. And there is a £3 surcharge on those prices to non-members of the supporters club. Uh, and you can book for these trips uh, on match days in the supporters club or by calling the travel line on 07722-135970. And probably, obvious to say, it will probably be taking quite large crowds to both of those games away following this season. As every game. Short of immense. Amazing support every week, isn't it? Really, really is. So sterling work from Supporters Club and by the away support. So moving on then to the late in Orient Trust update. Ad, do you want to start yeah, this one I'll off? Take this one. Uh, the Barrow Group Stadium played host to 90 children for the show races and the red card event on Wednesday 3rd of October. Pupils from Snaresbrook Primary School and Newport School were invited by Orient Trust, uh, later Orient Trust due to their participation in the Premier League Primary Stars programme. Yeah, and that was the ninth consecutive year uh, that Leighton Orient have partnered with the anti-racism education charity and ex-non-league footballer Francis Duku led a two-hour workshop that included a presentation and active discussion it was also the first showing in the UK of the campaign's new video and officially launched until the end of this month. Uh, current O's players, George Kobe and Dean Brill were joined by former O's legend Scott McLeish. McLeish, what a player. Oh Lord, Scott McLeish. <laughs> He's an electrician now, isn't he? 
I think he's still playing. Is he? Unbelievably. To form the discussion panel where the pupils ask relevant questions, including how do players react if they are a victim of racism. So some great work there uh, just on that one event by the Trust and Scott McLeish. We plugged it last week. We'll play it again. Again, again, we interviewed Scott McLeish very early in the podcast career. It was a great interview. It was in two parts. We met him at a service station in St Albans, um, and he was a gent and gave a great oversight of his time at the O's. So if you haven't listened already, give that one a listen. What a legend he was when he came back. What was that? The Garion? Was it the Garion Williams? Probably when he yes, came back. Yeah, it was. And he was absolutely magnificent for half a season. What a leap for such a small man! What an absolute leap that man had. Absolutely. On Thursday the 4th, the, high, the highly successful Coping Through Football Project held its annual football tournament in celebration of World Mental Health Week. Over 30 service users participated in the 14 tournament and O's director of football, Martin Ling, was on hand to present the awards at the Douglas Air Sports Centre in Walthamstow. Yep, and then on Friday the club and trust were well represented at the official opening of the new Ive Farm multi-sports and parkland project, now renamed the Feel Good To Community Centre. And the centre includes a new 3G floodlit pitch, a hockey pitch and a beach volleyball arena, as well as community allotments and a jogging trail, plus a cafe. And Danny Macklin and Neil Taylor were among the invited guests, alongside players Sam Ling and Charlie Granger. So another very busy week at the Trust. Danny spoke about um, the Ive Centre uh, last week, and that's going to play a massive part uh, in the club going forward. So good to see uh, and hear about how kind of big that is and kind of the plans that are in place for that one. Uh, and... Our chairman's book, The Challenge Culture, is now available in all good bookstores as Nigel Travis writes about his career at large in successful organisations and talks about how the best way for organisations to succeed in today's environment is to embrace challenge and encourage pushback. He covers the worlds of video, quick service restaurants and the purchase of good old Leighton Orient, peppered with many humorous events that have occurred throughout his career. You can buy the book today at amazon.co.uk or your favourite local bookshop and one more time, well, that's the Challenge Culture by Nigel Travis, so make sure everyone gets a copy of that. Yep, so obviously that's big Nigel's book, the big tea meister, T-Dog. Um, yeah, T-Dog. <laughs> but no, very good reviews for that book. Danny yeah. spoke very highly last week, Kent's read it, and we're seeing lots of fans buying it, and a very, very good read. Me and Paul and Ad, I'm sure we'll read that one. 100%. Very soon. It's a bit of AOB then. So Loft have been in touch and have asked us to mention the following uh, two things. So firstly, the 31st of October is the deadline for the Regeneration Fund refund requests for those whose donations are eligible for a refund. So if you do uh, want a refund after you donated um, to the Regeneration Fund, go on Loft's website, uh, which is www.latonorientsfanstrust.com. There's more terms and conditions there, but if you do want a refund, the deadline for that is the 31st of October. And secondly, Loft are doing a greater game prize draw. Uh, I think it's on their Twitter site for members of Loft. Uh, so go on the website again, www.latonorientsfanstrust.com to look and see what the competition is and how it works. Uh, and you could win tickets for the great game, which is an amazing play. Uh, and very happy to say we'll have Michael head on uh, in the upcoming weeks onto the podcast. So some florist news here for for everyone. To celebrate the fans for a five on Saturday versus Hartlepool, Carol Langley florists are giving O's fans a chance to win a bouquet of flowers to the value of £50. To enter, simply follow at Carol Langley E4 before game day on Saturday and they'll pick a winner on Saturday morning. Yep, so all you have to do is go and follow uh, that Twitter handle at Carol Langley E4 uh, this week and they will pick uh, one of you randomly out of the draw on Saturday morning. So some great work there from a great florist. And finally... O's fan Alfie Wounton at AlfWounton96 got in touch on behalf of his girlfriend Karen as they walked the Chelmsford Memory Walk today 
in memory of Karen's now for the Alzheimer's Society as they are looking to find a cure for dementia. And if you'd like to donate to the cause, visit Alfie's Twitter page at alfawinton 96 where there will be a link to Karen's Just Given page. And congratulations, guys, on raising £575 so far. Amazing achievement. And we hope the legs aren't too sore uh, after that long walk. So we're running to the busy week that was. Uh, so starting with Coulson Monday on the 1st of October, a quiet day at the club as episode 154 was taking your listening waves by storm. And I must say, Steve and Paul, that was a very lengthy and uh, very interesting <laughs> listen. I've listened to that in a few uh, instalments and uh, very, very interesting, That very enjoyable. If you haven't listened to it yet, what are you waiting for? As Orient CEO Danny Macklin gave us a great insight into the club, answered all your questions in a bumper podcast, and a big thank you to Danny for giving up his time and visiting the magnificent Orient Outlook Towers yeah, that we're sitting in as we speak. Absolutely. So thanks, Danny, for coming on. Like I said, must listen for all fans. And if you listen to this, you probably listened already, but if you haven't, get the headphones on straight after this episode. So moving on in to Tahue Tuesday, the 2nd of October. And the under-18s were in action at the Bray Group Stadium in the second qualifying round of the FA Youth Cup versus Romford and came uh, behind to win out 2-1 uh, with the goals coming from Jaden Phillips and Bradley McLenahan. So well done to the young O's who progress into the next round of the competition. Yep, and the Wednesday 3rd of October, firstly the club announced its nominations for Player of the Month for September. I mean, there could have been quite a few, yeah. uh, really, couldn't there? But the four we narrowed down to, or they narrowed down to, was Dean Brill, Macaulay Bond, Marvin Ekpateta and Joby McEnough. And well done to all the nominees and the results we mentioned later on in the episode. Yeah, and then secondly, following Baileygate, after the Sutton match on Saturday, the club and Sutton issued the following joint statement. They said, Leighton Orient has concluded an investigation into an alleged incident that occurred following Saturday's match against Sutton United, speaking to witnesses and representatives from Sutton United. Leighton Orient CEO Danny Macklin stated, in order to make the popular Legends Lounge as family-friendly as possible, we will be installing a new post-match membership with full details to be confirmed in the coming days. In any future instances of antisocial behaviour, specifically on club premises, we will not hesitate in issuing banning orders. The club will confirm the new membership procedure in due course and no further comment will be made. So short and sweet there from the club obviously taking the allegations um, very seriously. We'll wait to see what happens with that one. Absolutely. Uh, the first team squad and staff went paintballing as a reward for the best start in the club's history. And uh, we've got on good, good authority, yeah. just speaking before, that uh, Ross Edmonton was very keen to mention that it was his team that, that won the day. Yep, so we hope you had fun and well done to Mr Embleton's uh, team of soldiers who came out on top. And to cap off the day, the ladies' team were in league action against AFC Wimbledon and drew two all with goals from Hayley Barton and Lisa Holmbeck. So well done, ladies. Decent result there against a decent Wimbledon team. Yep, and Thursday, 4th of October, Dale Gorman received a call-up to the Northern Ireland Under-21 squad again uh, to face Iceland away in Slovakia in the National Football Stadium, Windsor Park. So well done again, Dale. Some good experience there. Yeah, Dale's had a good season, to be fair to him, but can't seem to break in, uh, unsurprisingly, into the team. He's looked good. Charlie Lee, play. Yeah, he's looked good every time he's come on, hasn't he? He's got that uh, good bit of energy about him. Um, uh, likes to uh, break up play and get on the ball so uh, looking forward to seeing him get more yeah. involved uh, as the season progresses very unlucky not to score against Sutton the yeah. other week when he hit the bar great effort and he's looked good like you said when he's come on Yeah, very good addition so Mooney Friday then, 5th of October and again another very busy day at the club so firstly Marvin Pateta was named as the O's player of the month for September so he won the award for the second time this season makes it 2 out of 2 following the same award Yep, so the same award he won for August. So we had a bit of a, a technical issue there at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers. 
it seems to be working okay now. <laughs> it was magnificent seeing you in action there, Steve. So for the first time ever, uh, we've gone onto an iPad, it just cut out, um, but we should be recording as normal air. So well done to Big Marv, and he's been exceptional. You know, like we said before, George kind of lost his place for injury, but I can't see anyone uh, forcing Nick Patessa out, and he's had an amazing impact we'll just say, on we'll the just, team's defence. Just before, uh, before we started here that... What would have happened? I mean, if George would have stayed fit, I mean, I still think he would have, at some point, uh, what with George's injury record perhaps, or would have just forced his way in, but it's unimaginable now, our first 11 without him and Coulson in the backs, which is, yeah. says everything. But, you know, even though Marvin's won it, Joby would have run very close, as McCauley and Dean Brill, like you said, could have been anyone of four, but a massive well done to Marvin on that one. Absolutely. Secondly, the under-18s were drawn away to Darren Percy's AFC uh, Russian Diamonds in the third qualifying round of the FA Youth Cup with the title play uh, week commencing Monday 15th of October. So come on, you young O's, and a, uh, a, a name from Orient past that, Darren Purse. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that being his debut against Birmingham yeah. quite a few years ago. So fantastic to see Darren uh, come back to the club. And then thirdly, not content with being announced as the O's player of the month of September, Marvin Ekpatessa then goes and wins the National League's official player of the month of September as well. So well done to Big Marv, who must be just pinching himself. And like we said, you know, we can't read out enough good tweets about him and praise Steve Foster enough for finding him and what a six months it's been and what a p- defender potentially we have on our hands. Yeah, I think uh, I think on our hands is the, is the point, isn't it? If he carries on the way he's going, um, you know, people will be noticing uh, transfer window coming up and all that. But obviously. Uh, He's got a lot to achieve at our club at the moment, but he's he's been absolutely magnificent so far. Yeah, I mean, it shows you how well the club are doing. If you're a League One or a League Two manager looking to buy from the National League, if you're looking for a centre-back, you know, Egbeteta will be on your radar. And if you're looking for a centre-forward, there's no way McCall or Bond won't yeah, be I mean, on that radar as well. And I think you would have, there definitely would have been a few scouts that, uh, you know, looking at Bond. But obviously, coming to see Bond, you're going to get, your eye will definitely yeah. be caught by a, by this big massive find we've got at the back. So, um, yeah, well, he's, he's just been superb, hasn't he? He has, absolutely. And then lastly in the day, last week's guest and O's CEO, Danny Macklin, confirmed that the owner will be making its long-awaited return against Hartlepool on Saturday the 13th of October. So make sure you get to the ground early to get your own arts. I think they sold out quite quickly last time. I'll be getting one this time for sure. It is a tasty donut. It's yeah. a very tasty donut. So moving on into Saturday, the 6th of October, and in the morning, the U team were in action against Luton and lost 2-1. And the under-16s also are up against Luton, and they drew 2 off. So well done to the unknowns there. Again, Luton, very good academy. Um, nothing to be ashamed of and losing by a goal. Yep, and so up to the main event, uh, Maidenhead United away game. Couldn't come quick enough, I would imagine, for those yeah, boys in the squad. Agree. Um, as always, they ran a Twitter poll before the game on how you thought the O's would get on. And after 169 votes in 24 hours, you voted as follows: 74% going along with my confidence earlier on yep. that we'd bounce back, thought we'd win. 8% thought we'd lose, and 18% thought we would draw. So thanks for all of your votes there. Yeah, and then the team was announced at 2 p.m. as Brill in goal. Uh, back four of Judd, Egg Corton and Willowson, midfield of Dayton Lee, Clay McEnough with Allaby and Bont up top on the bench, Sergeant Ling, Gorman, Brophy and Harold. Uh, and one change to, to the starting 11 uh, for V Sutton as Allaby came in for Josh Caroma who was out with a knee injury, hopefully not, not uh, quite a short term one that. With Matt Harold getting a place back on the bench. Yeah, for me, as expected, uh, I think barring Caroma's injury, um, but a great opportunity for James Allaby 
to show what he's capable of. Obviously, he came on uh, against Barnet and ran them ragged. We was all really excited about what he can do. And, and since then, not had too much game time. Yeah, as I said, uh, I think go back through my... Uh, I've been a big fan from day one. Literally, that tackle against Salford in the open day of the season, <laughs> I fell in love. Um, and uh, look, he's, he's, he's got himself a goal over the weekend. So it um, will be interesting to see when uh, Karoma's back, what, uh, what Justin does. Yeah, really interesting. So we had uh, a few tweets before the game. Books read, tweeted us to say, Karoma is a loss. Hope Alibi gets a good game and he needs some good experiences at PM31970 said I would have started Harold over Alibi yeah and the authentic Gaz says it's all about the bounce back ability today another unbeaten run can start today so very optimistic there from the fans and the match kicked off with the O's looking to avoid consecutive back to back defeats for the first time since December 2017 so great stat there from Matt Bristow so I didn't actually realise that we haven't lost back to back games since December 2017 and again another stat just to show the progress Justin's been making about the backbone, about how hard we actually are to beat these days, which is fantastic. And I think, as, as I said at the, at, the, at the top of the show, that um, I think this Justin team has got that resilient. I, I wasn't overly worried about about yeah. this, this game. And as I said, after a, a magnificent run coming to an end, you worry you're going to go have a run the other way, but um, just shows the resilience that everyone was quite confident uh, going into this game. Yeah, um, so it was a quite fire first 10 minutes, but in the 11th minute, the O's took the lead. Early doors has made head foul to clear a corner. McEnough crossed for Bon. Great header in the bottom corner to make it 1 0 to Orient with his 10th goal of the season. Yeah, for me, great goal all round. I think Joby does really well um, yeah. to get the cross and to make space and delivers a piece of the cross. And Bon has quite a lot to do. Gets up well, directs the header into the far corner. A bit reminiscent of the goal he scored there last yeah. season, apart from Dayton. Uh, made the cross that, that year, but really good to see the early goal. Uh, well done to Joby and well done to Bon. And at that point, even at that point, I was thinking. I can't see us losing mm. this game after getting that early goal. But great to see us, you know, get that early goal. To it settles nerves, doesn't it? If things go to 60, 70 minutes, and again, we say it every week, but this would have been Maidenhead's biggest game of the season so far, without doubt. And uh, you don't want to give them any sniffs or go in at nil-nil with Absolutely. 70 minutes. So, nice early goal, settle the nerves. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely uh, definitely the good start there. Yeah, first thing minute, James commonly shoots from outside the box, but very comfortable for Dean Brill to save that one. 16th minute, chance for 2-0. Bond plays it into Alibi, who's in a decent position, but his shot has struck well and rolls just wide. And we were looking at that before, and it was quite unlucky that, I felt. Was, yeah. Uh, hit it low and hard. Tight angle, to be fair to him. Mm. Does very well to get the shot away, and he gets away quite early, just wide. And in the 18th minute, the superman, Marvin Pateta, was there on not one, but two occasions to deny maiden heads. Firstly, he does an excellent sliding challenge just as the maiden head forward looking to shoot the ball uh, in a very good position. And then from the same passage of play, uh, he also clears the ball off the line from Akintunde's header. And again, reading the game well, um, just knowing what's going to happen. He's got that telescopic leg, hasn't he? That just seems to <laughs> appear from nowhere and nick the ball off you at the last minute. But for a forward, you know, that's a good score on a goal. That, that is a, a game-changing moment, clearing that. And he's that not the first time the he's done it, is it? No, and hopefully there'll be many more. Um, so yeah well done to Marnie Pateta there yeah, so the next 13 minutes nice and quiet yeah and to the 31st minute when Brill's free kick fans Dayton whose through ball went to McEnough first time pass comes to Alibi took a touch space opened up and he fired low pass Pentley to make it 2 to the Orient calm finish um you know, you worry. I do think everyone kind of worries about them when he gets in, in those <laughs> positions right in front of goal but look he done it very well done it very well picked his spot good finish cool head um and then one off the time and space 
that he had and that goal will be massive for his confidence and you can see again the whole squad going to him to celebrate that goal obviously fits in really well to the team and a good partnership there starting to develop between him and Bon and the midfield income play as well I always feel that Bon looks a lot better when he's got I know he, he especially last season he played up top on his own a lot but I do think uh, he's the kind of big man small man kind of thing and uh, someone like Harold or Allaby that can hold the ball up I personally think is a, is a better fit for us although Karoma's obviously looked impressive when he's been there but no, you're seeing some uh, some promising signs of that Allaby Bond uh, or Harold Bond partnership there. And they both do well. They both as forwards, they both defend very well. So they both, you know, try and cut the space down for the defenders, force them into areas. We've seen Bond, who's been exceptional at that. And Allaby normally is very good at that when he's not getting his tackles slightly. Goes back off, to the, so. from the fitness, doesn't it? The fitness thing from the start yeah. of the season and uh, defending, as we all know, starts from uh, from the forwards. Absolutely. In the 35th minute, Maidenhead claim for a penalty as Woodison and Akintande go shoulder to shoulder, but the ref waves away the protests. 41st minute, Dayton and Bond linked up well on the left as Bond strikes a first-time effort over the bar. Yeah, and the rest of the half has played out, including two minutes of injury time as the O's go and leading 2-0 at the break. And you'd say after the Sutton game, that's pretty much a perfect half. Clinical up front, uh, defended well, and coming in with a two-goal lead uh, like you'd expect the team to do. And I think this season, 2-0, it's, it doesn't worry you. I say last year, last year I was at one particular game, was it the Gateshead game, when we were 2-0 <laughs> up with about four minutes to go and ended up losing the game, conspiring to lose that one. But I think 2-0, they say, is a dangerous result. But um, without tempting fate, I was. I think it just all looked quite comfortable at half-time. Yeah, so a good tweet that we saw. And this was, wasn't to us, but we thought we'd mention it anyway. Garden Orient. So the Orient have looked dangerous on the break and Maidenhead simply haven't been able to handle Alibi's pace up front. He has started slowly defensively, but have looked more solid at the back for the last 20 minutes. And then Janine Adelman tweeted us at half-time and said, so after the first goal, the tsunami from behind nearly flatters me down three steps after the second while trying to protect me at Rev Kev Wright, nearly takes me out with his elbow. But hey, bring on two more if that's what it takes. So it sounds like it was a tight and cram there and you aren't away. It's good to see the togetherness in the stands <laughs> as well as on the pitch. Absolutely. So tennis was announced just over 2000, so 2016 with 923 Orient fans making the journey. So again, simply staggering uh, away numbers, almost half the attendance as well. We feel we feel your ground for you, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, if you're a National League team, you've got Leighton Orient coming, you know, bumper payday on the gates because at the moment we're bringing so many fans. So the second half kicks off with no changes for the O's. 47th minute, Joby McEnough's looped effort following a Charlie Lee long throw, just tips over the bar from Pentney. From the following corner, Josh Coulson sees a header saved. That McAuliffe effort was very good. He hit it really sweetly. It was unlucky. And it was a difficult one to get that one, but the keeper made a really good save. So following that, a bit of pressure from Maidenhead. Uh, as in the 15th minute, Willowson does just enough to put Akintande off. Uh, he shot from six yards out. And in the 52nd minute, Cole advances on goal, but Ekpateta again makes a challenge that sees the ball bounce into Brill. And in the next 15 minutes or so, we're relatively quiet. 70th minute, first sub for the Orient as Brophy comes on for James Dayton. And the 75th minute, it's another O sub as Dale Gorman comes on for Charlie Lee. And the 79th minute, uh, Harold came on for James Allaby. Yeah, so you can see again, from all those subs, you know, it's not like there's a massive weight to the subs. You've got Brophy coming on, who we all know what Brophy's capable yeah. of. Dale Gorman, who's only a good season so far. And Matt Harold, so good subs, good to see everyone getting game time. Good game management there, I'd say, from Justin. And in the 80th minute, Archer has an effort for Maidenhead from 20 yards. It goes harmlessly wide. And in the 82nd minute, Alvis draws in an effort that Brill does well to hold. So a bit, a bit more pressure coming from Maidenhead. But again, no real kind of massive uh-huh. chances. They're kind of having to shoot from range. 
so defending well and letting the game play out and again good good in game management. Yes, I, I read a, a, well, I watched the interview with their manager and he I think they, they had a bit of the game didn't they in the second half but um, I think we were quite comfortable we managed the game quite well um, did what we needed to do to see the game out. Uh, so 84th minute Macaulay Bond plays in James Brophy who tries to chip Pentney who makes a good save Yeah, with a few late efforts from Maida Head in the 60, 86th minute when Conley sliced the ball wide in the 88th minute Odder Matey shoots wide as well yeah and then five additional minutes added on and in the 93rd minute Maidenhead almost got a goal uh, there was a corner a bit of a scramble but Gorman on the line to clear away and the full time whistle went shortly after as the O's get back to winning ways with a 2-0 victory yeah uh, another good, good to see a good clean sheet. The, the uh, right at the end there, the, the yeah. desire to to keep the clean sheets. Absolutely, yeah, good point there. Dale Gorman in the right place at the right time. Yeah. So uh, Justin said at the end of the game, I think it was a bit of an unknown for us this season to be beaten. Today was the reaction we all wanted, and I'm pleased with the group in terms of the reaction today. There was a limited amount of chances. Both teams cancelled one another out with the same formations. So it was difficult to find any free flowing football when the chances came along. James Allaby, Macaulay Bond dispatched them very well. Yeah, he said it was a good cross. And a great header for the first goal. Bond was a fair way out from goal. Um, McCauley perhaps could have had one or two more of his head this season, but it was a great finish. He wanted to say I'm pleased with James. He's had to wait for a start, but the injury to Josh gave him his opportunity. And I'm pleased not just with his goal, but his all-round performance. For someone who hasn't started for such a long time, I thought he showed some really good signs. And it was a really good finish. So again, Justin always speaks sense. I'm quite happy there. It's good, what he said. it's good to have that competition for plays, isn't it? I mean, so we've almost got four strikers now and they yeah. quite happily play uh, in the first team I and mean, you look at Harold what he's done when he's come on for the few times he has this season got a few goals so four options up there which I think are all in, in various combinations are a, a good uh, good uh, uh, weapon for us this season yeah so league table into that win sees the O's stay second in the National League just one point behind Salford so that's very tight up there who also won as they beat Dover away 4-1 so as it stands we've played 15 one nine, drawn five, lost the one, thirty-two points, and a very healthy goal difference of plus nineteen. And again, had we been offered that after fifteen games, one point behind the leaders, one defeat, we all would have snapped uh, your arms off to get that. So very good start there for the O's. So the bearded legend uh, isn't here this evening, but always in our thoughts and in our hearts. And he uh, sent us his views on the game. So he says, delighted to have won. And it seems another win where we haven't really played all that well, judging by the amount of clearances we've had to make and the chances made and had created against us. Without wishing to sound harsh or too critical, our last three games don't seem to have had the same tempo or intensity about them. But winning, we're not being at our best, is a good sign. This is a long season and we have to maintain very high standards to knock Salford off the top. Yeah, it's a grumpy old Paul a little bit again there, isn't it? I mean, we can't play great every week, <laughs> can we? It's a long, hard season. Uh, we've seen, I think, We haven't really mentioned that Essentially, we're playing the same eleven every week, barring one or two. You're never going to get that hundred percent performance off every uh, off every week. It's uh, it's a long, hard winter, as as they say. Yeah. So, I think the result was more important than any kind of performance uh, on Saturday for sure. Um, he went on to say, he glad Alib. Uh, we said that. Oh, no. He, no, he's glad Alibi got a goal. I think that'll do. His confidence is the world of good. Now it's up up to him to prove his worth. Starting every game now that Karama is unable to play, it's his place to lose. So, point, um, a bit of same with Ekpatessa and uh, Elikobi you make that position yours and make it impossible for Justin to drop you if you're fit so yeah good point there for Mr yeah, Levy and as, if the Karama injury isn't as bad as first feared then he's, uh, he's, he's good that he's, they're going to have both of those boys playing for that spot up against Bond so that good healthy competition yeah. for places again yeah I think Justin said after the game that they were going to make a call whether to see if Josh could play on Wednesday night for England's seat so it doesn't sound like it's too bad for Josh 
Yeah. So onwards we march with three points, clean sheet, second place in the league. Have to say we're in very good shape so far. And just again looking at the league table, we're one point behind Salford and look, they've won their last, was it seven, eight, nine, whatever it is, games. We spoke about them last time I was on, they've got a big budget, they've got the players, but at the end of the day, we're a point behind them. Um, there's a few teams chasing both yeah. our heels, but from my personal point of view, nothing's changed. I believe that the one threat, real threat I, I see to us this season is that is, is Salford. Um, and if we can stay there or thereabouts yeah. on their coattails, I think we can give them a good run. We've got to play them, uh, don't forget as well at home. And uh, th- th- like we weren't going to, they're not going to win every game either. So they'll have yeah. to have a, a spell at some point, and we have to be able to capitalise on that. Good point. We're kind of hovering around, but we aren't top dog. So it's a good place to be. Yeah. Moments like Kent said a couple of weeks ago. For me, just the response we were looking for and what was a comfortable victory, I think, and what never looked out from the moment we took the lead. Bon now into double figures. Delighted for Alibi, who could go well. And again, well played the defence, another clean sheet in a game which Brill wasn't really tested. And, you know, Brill doesn't sound like he's had to make many big saves in that one at all. Uh, it's been will be great for confidence and would have put a massive smile on Justin's face, who would have been delighted with that response from last week. And I must say, well done to Justin. He didn't panic following last week, kept faith in his players for the match. So obviously Judd didn't have his best game against Sutton, but he kept faith in Judd when he could have easily brought Sam Ling back in. Didn't panic with anything else and had been broken back in. He kind of kept it as it was. So I've got to say a massive kudos there to Justin as well as the Travelling O's fans who were awarded with the team's performance uh, as 923 again is another immense following as they took uh, that amount to made and head. So those were our views, uh, your views. So again, huge amounts of feedback that come in uh, we try and read as many as we can just because we read them doesn't mean we agree with them. So to start off, we've got Tommy Man 2. So three points away and a clean sheet. That's what was required and the O's delivered. So Tommy tweeted us straight after the game. That must have been about 4 o'clock in the morning from where he lives in New Zealand. So Tommy, uh, good to hear from you and hope all is well down under. Absolutely. At Richie J. Ball, one of the O's worst second halves of the season, but you still win 2-0. Who cares exactly what we said before, isn't it? Result, result, result. Get the job done. Get the job done. Big ads, LOFC. So it's a good result and good to see the team react to the defeat last week. Nice to see us battle in the second half and keep a clean sheet. And at Wrecker Blue App, quite a comfortable win. Alibi gave them a lot of trouble in the first half and the second half was a procession. Yeah, O's fan basics. It's not brilliant, but professional. Second half, non-event and a bit shaky, but far too good for them in the first half. Willowson was excellent and Joby was the creator again. It's good to see Joe getting uh, getting mentioned again. We haven't really mentioned him this week, but he's just he's one of them that you just expect now, isn't he? He's just uh, he's just an eight nine out of ten every single week. Absolutely. I mean, at left back, he's not going to get you assists, and he kind of goes under the radar when you talk about Marvin and mm. Dean and, and Josh. But Willowson, one of the most consistent uh, performers uh, this season, and again since Justin arrived, has been phenomenal. And I think we saw last year with uh, Caprice that it's all very well having a a, a Cafu like fullback that can bomb forward at every opportunity like uh, like he did. But it isn't half nice Absolutely. when you've got a defender that can actually defend. And yeah. uh, as I say, it sometimes gets a bit unnoticed because he's so solid. Um, but no, it's good to see him getting a mention there. Yeah, really good. Good point. And at Paul We underscore UK, game of two halves, some great passing and movement to start with. Second half, very scrappy in places, but the three points all that counts to keep us up with Salford. Yeah, I think just in the half time when you said, look, two goal lead, let's not make it easy for them. Just let's control the match. Don't concede an early goal. Yeah, it does like what they done. Pandemonium 1881. So a positive result was required today, which would show the character of the team and where we want to go this year. And two goals, a clean sheet, and three points is all you can ask for. Hashtag positive. 
at Orient underscore Ed. Well, we all said last week that we will see what the team are made of by seeing how we bounce back today. And Bayek, we found that we are made of some strong stuff. Yeah, Stephen Orient says, not a good performance against a poor team. Good to get three points, though. And Miles and Josh played very well. And again, Coulson, we've not really mentioned at all, but again, Coulson doing his job uh, and just going about it comfortably and doing what he does best with that big forehead. Yeah, good partnership <laughs> at Jagsy 1979 after the unbeaten run then losing in the manner we did meant the questions would be asked we responded beautifully this team shows great character and I really feel it's going to be a good season come on you O's yeah Orient underscore Vikings is a good win outplayed in first half and the second half was a non-event it was a textbook away win at Daniel underscore D44 second half was all made in head but they barely had a shot on target the back four absolutely superb hashtag LOFC go marching on at Les OK 52 says two observations today didn't make a serious save all game and the central defenders never seem to lose a header Marvin is different class and that's a massive thing isn't it obviously National League just long balls long balls long balls and you've got Marvin and Josh just winning every header in the air and makes jobs easy for the central midfield to kind of clean up and but that's that's, at the back. that's why I think uh, going back to again top of the show when we were talking about the reaction to the Sutton game I mean I saw a lot of tweets uh, you'd obviously retweeted that all of a sudden uh, after that fantastic start, we don't know how to deal with long ball teams. We don't know how to deal with physical teams. We don't yeah, know. We absolutely. don't know. We don't know. But every team I've seen this season have been big, physical, and strong. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just because you lose one game with a poor performance absolutely. doesn't mean you yeah, suddenly yeah. don't know how to play. But you know, with the players we've got this year, are a lot more. You can see we're a lot more equipped to deal with this. We know what the division is about this yeah. year. It Good is. Point. There isn't any teams we've seen that play superb football. Yeah. Um, and have those two boys at the back heading away everything getting their heads to everything those, that important. telescopic legs yeah. in this league is uh, is vital yep so the final word oh no CM Oriental oh sorry before the final word at CM Oriental <laughs> a good solid win is that tiredness Paul uh, Steve so he is tiredness <laughs> 4 o'clock in the morning watching that fight uh, a good solid win in tricky conditions a potential banana skin avoided we roll onwards this team has given the fans something to look forward to with better days ahead happy days let's keep pushing on hats off to Justin for instilling confidence in his team yeah and then the final word in short and sweet this week from Spartacus 1950 says what a great feeling what a setup for a Saturday night great win rocking all over the world and come on, you super O. So let us know if you agree or disagree with any of the tweets that we've read out. Uh, you can tweet us at Orient Outlook or you can email us orientoutlook at outlook.com. So those were all tweets that came in to at Orient Outlook after the game. So thank you very much for all the tweets uh, during the week before, after, during the game. Yeah, Prediction League update. Lots of winners in the Prediction League yesterday, including the club's betting sponsor, Energy Bet, who uh, my family, Russ, there, well done, who got their first points on the board, but a huge well done to at Bradley Ackers 95, at Samuel, at Samuel LOFC 97, and at Lawton Gamps, who predicted 2 0. Both scorers to get a maximum of five points. Yeah, so that means the top of the Prediction League is getting tight now. So Pills of Doman leads on 16 points, and 15 points is Tony underscore Antonio. And on 14 points, we have Eastside Orient, Mark Shepherd underscore 79, and YT1997 LOFC. So very tight up at the top of the league. And the full prediction league is available on our Facebook page. And as always, thank you for all of your predictions before the game. We get lots, um, but it's you know worth it. And it's turning into quite an interesting league uh, up top. Sunday, 7th of October, Super Joby Nakanuff was named in the non-league papers team of the weekend. Well done, Joby. Yeah, again, phenomenal performance by Joby. I think you could say he got two assists, really, the cross and then the layoff to Allerby's. And, you know, again, since Russ has been a consistent performer and just like keep he's been 90 minutes all the time at the moment. That's my only slight worry, I think, with Jobs is that I think that he's playing so well, the temptation is to play him all day, every you know, every single week from start to finish. He's not even coming off. He's, he's, he's playing the games and 
um, come into this period, obviously in, in the next few months, in the, in the hard winter, you don't really want to lose him. I personally would like to see him be, uh, you know, managed potentially with a bit more cotton wool in places, bring him off here and there if we need to. Um, although he is obviously such an important player for us, but you wouldn't want to see the rest of this season without Joby, who's yeah. been simply magnificent so far. I was going to say, James Dayson uh, came off in the 70th minute for Brophy, but obviously Brophy's natural place is on the left. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's a testament to McEnough, how well McEnough is playing, isn't it? But you also don't want to lose him, do you? No. So I just think, as I say, if we can just try and uh, maybe make games a bit more easier from uh, from uh, yeah. the 60th, 70th minute, start resting him, getting, keeping him fit for that second half of the season, which is going to be very, very important. Yeah, I mean, we're only, what, it sounds crazy to say it, but two months away from the festive period, you know what that's like. Games come thick and fast and they're very physical. Uh, in uh, other news, in Sunday, the women's team were in action against Actonians. And it sounds like a bit of a thrill of the match as we came from behind to win 3-2 uh, thanks to an 85th-minute equaliser from Hayley B and a last-minute winner from Tara O'Halloran. So well done to the ladies. You can't beat a last-minute winner. No, it seems like it's a, it's a theme throughout the club at the moment, isn't it? These late <laughs> second half goals, some good fitness being shown for all the uh, for all the teams that are in at the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. So to wrap this up, uh, fancy football update. Annoyingly, the Premier League website hasn't been updated with today's results yet, so it's not worth updating with the Orient Outlook podcast Fancy League as our information will be wrong. Yep, so keep your eyes on fantasypremier.com. It should be updated at any time now or in the morning. So, uh, yeah, keep your eyes open. Uh, one of the fantasy leagues that did update, though, is the Dream Team. So our league has been updated and see Legata leads on 513 points. So I'm still in fourth place after a decent week, to be fair, on 480 points. While Paul is in 54th place on 352 points. So, Mr. Levy, come on, mate. No wonder he's not here. <laughs> yeah, too busy uh, doing his thing. Shameful, um, Paul. So, Mr. Levy, come on. I know you've got it in you. So, let's move on in to positives and negatives of the week, Mr. Conway. You can uh, take on the positives this Absolutely week. Absolutely happy to. So, obviously, bounce back ability uh, yeah. from last week's defeat. I mean, that, the... that was the key word. <clears throat> All the tweaks last week after Sutton was like, let's not panic. It's all about how we bounce back, and it's great to see the team. Yes, so it was all about result, and I, I personally, I, I'm actually in a weird way relieved that we got that first yeah. defeat out. So if we'd have gone a bit longer, you start feeling a bit more pressure, um, and make, maybe some decisions you don't want to have to make. But you know, it's off our back now, yeah. and uh, we start the next run from 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 uh, from Saturday. Absolutely. So uh, again, another clean sheet, which is uh, obviously great for confidence. And again, it's just uh, it's every single week, isn't it? That's yeah. amazing away following. Um, there can't be too many teams taking a thousand away. No, um, not at all. And uh, Maidenhead, you say it's local. I was in that area last week at some point, and it's not a, the easiest place to get to, believe me, especially driving. So um, amazing to feel, feel half of their ground for them again. Yeah. Um, we're big news in this division at the moment. Absolutely, yeah, especially with the form uh, and everything that's going on. So negatives in just two this week. Uh, first of all, Josh Graham's injury, although it doesn't seem like it's too long term. So, Josh, we wish you better. And secondly, Salford. Winning, so obviously we're clutching at straws a bit, which is always good for negatives of the week. But Salford uh, won 4-1 yesterday, so all we can do uh, is keep on winning and keep the pressure on them, which is what we're doing. Uh, yeah. So those were our positives and negatives of the week. So moving on into Hero so, of the Week. Yep, Hero of the Week. We took Hero of the Week to Twitter again, was we nominated the following players following the Maidenhead match uh, out of, to choose from James Allaby, Ekpateta, Miles Judd and Joe Whittleson. And after 149 votes in 22 hours, the results were as follows... Uh, Joe Whittleson got 9%, James Allaby 18%, Miles Judd 26%, and your hero of the week yet again is Super Marvin Ekpatessa, well 57% of the votes. Thanks for your votes. Well done to the big man. 
Big Marv continues uh, to get awards from all over. Obviously, this one is the most important that he's received um, so far. So, again, Marvin, phenomenal. Well done, mate. You've just been outstanding. And uh, thanks again, like Adam said, for all of your votes. And as we are doing this live, Leighton Orient have just tweeted saying congratulations to Joby McEnough and James Allaby for being announced in the National League official team in a week. So, again, more plaudits for McEnough. And great to see Allaby, actually, um, yeah. get up there. Um, so, well done to McEnough. And Alibi. So next week's fixtures in just one fixture uh, coming up this week is Hartlepool United and next up at the Brea Group Stadium on Saturday the 13th of October. So Hartlepool were relegated along with us two seasons ago. Had a difficult season last season but now starting to find their feet a bit better. Maybe they've adjusted uh, like we have. They are six in the National League and doing pretty well actually. So they're in the playoff places and they beat Bourne Wood at home uh, yesterday on Saturday. So all tickets for this match are priced at £5. That's football for a fiver. So the Brave Group Stadium looks like it'll be awfully busy uh, for this one. So if you're not a season ticket holder, go online now, book your tickets, secure your match seat. And if that wasn't enough, like I've already mentioned, the owner also returns. Um, so make sure you get there. And also the new catering seems to be working really well. So lots of reasons to get in the ground early, get your seats, get your donuts, and hopefully you'll be seeing Orient get three points. And if you see me or the Bearded Legend, or even the West End Legend now, uh, come and say hello let's have a little chat let's talk about Orient um, and even give us an oi oi it's always good to, to short tagline now Absolutely. disappointed when we don't hear it <laughs> so now I'm looking forward to that game actually because um, every home game that I've been to this season the atmosphere just seems to be ramped up yeah. 20% um, especially when we score and uh, some of those second half atmospheres have been really kind of rocking um, so enough surely with that £5 deal and uh, even without it really it's going to be a big attendance and a uh, big game yeah. but uh, one that I fully expect us to take three points from Steve yeah it'd be very difficult to say Hartlepool doing well so it's second versus six uh, but again if we beat them we're playing lots of teams around the top half mid half so again getting points on the board now uh, in a really pivotal moment of the season so another date to note also tomorrow Monday the 8th of October the draw for the fourth qualifying round of the FA Cup is taking place live from midday at TalkSport so make sure you can listen if you can and we'll see where we end up can end up anywhere in yep. that one one more England C are in action against Estonia on Wednesday night at the Brad Group Stadium with Marvin Epiteta and Josh Karama called up as well as Miles Judd who's on standby which is a great uh, achievement for all them boys especially it's lovely to see a uh, Judd yeah. in, that, in that mix as well. Good reward for his uh, outstanding play over the last few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So if you can get yourself down there, it's only a fiver or it's free if you're under 18 or over 65. And again, you can see Josh, Marvin in the three lines tops, maybe Miles. Um, and again, it's really good uh, prestige and exposure for the club and hopefully that goes well. And like Danny said, get more events lined up over the Brave Group Stadium over the next 12 to 18 months. And also don't forget to order the Challenge Culture uh, by Nigel Travis today, amazon.co.uk which is out now or from your local bookshop, sure to be a good read. So that's it. So our iPad that we recorded has survived going into 43 minutes. So thank you for joining us for episode 155. Pleasure as always, Steve. And so it was a busy week at the O's with bounce back ability being the key word. Everyone looking for a positive performance following the Sutton defeat last Saturday. On the pitch, boys didn't disappoint. Thoroughly professional job as the Orient Express rolled on. Maidenhead were comfortably beaten 2-0 at their own ground by our mighty Orient to keep the pressure up on Salford at the top of the National League. The work doesn't stop there. We've got another big week at the club as another tough tie awaits us in the form of inform Hartlepool next Saturday. We have nothing to worry about if we focus on our strengths in that game. I think we've said that before. Yeah. I think um, other than Salford, I think we just need to worry about ourselves, our performance, be confident in what we're doing 
and uh, I, I, I don't think we should fear that game. No, absolutely. It'll be tough. It'll be tough for Hartlepool as well. You know, we're saying it'll be a tough game, but they'll be looking at this one going, this is going to be an awkward one. And again, with the crowd behind us, uh, the way the boys are lining up at the moment, full of confidence, it'll be, it'll be a decent game. Looking forward to it. So we're back with episode 156 next week with all the information views you could ever need. Yeah, so if you listen on iTunes, subscribe, give our podcast a review. Again, only 35 reviews and we get more, a lot more uh, than 35 listeners on iTunes. So come on, don't be lazy. As soon as this finishes, go on iTunes, hit the five-star button, write a review. And if you listen on SoundCloud, tune in or stitch or add us to your favourites. We're on Amazon Alexa, we're on Google Podcasts and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. And if you have an older relative or a loved one who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, grab their device, grab them or grab anything, download it for them and say, look, I listen to this, you'll really like this. this Go for, for the sympathy vote, I think I said to you before the, <laughs> for the, um, for the podcast, mm. you obviously being involved, seeing the work that goes behind this, uh, it, you know, is, is a lot of work, takes up a lot of your time and, and uh, I think it's the least we can all do to uh, spread the word a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we always do it. We'll keep doing it until they're sold out. You can buy your Orient Outlook podcast mug today. Again, right now, as soon as the podcast ends, give us a DM or an email. They cost £7 for one, uh, £12 for two. You can get them free at Orient Games. Uh, well, we're well, free in terms of not paying the postage, which is £3, but we can. I know for a business, actually, yeah. Business, uh, shipping on mugs is, is a nightmare, but it is a great mug, and it's coming up to the festive period, uh, might I say. Good plug. I will definitely be investing in, in more than one, uh, and it's a great mug. Wicked. Nice one. Adam, fourth appearance of the season. I need to keep getting you on, because every time we have you on, we end up winning the game. So we've we'll had four times, time. four times this season, only drawn one and one three. So obviously, good luck, Charm. Thank you for um, coming this evening. Always a pleasure. What do you think about Hartlepool, then? Confident? Yeah, I think so. I think we. I think it's a three points, um, and it's just nice to be this confident. And if it isn't, we don't panic. You know, we don't worry about it. it doesn't mean we're not good enough. It just means that we, uh, you know, we roll on. But no, I'm, I'm, that said, I am confident we're going to do the job on Saturday. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's all from us. We look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm. Have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.